Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Now, we're going to continue on in our message series today. We've been in a message series called Lawless. And what we uh, have been exploring in this series, what we've been talking about is the different ways that we interact with the law. And and when I say the law, I don't mean you and the police. We did talk about the police last week, but really what I mean is the biblical law. And we've been trying to answer the question, we talked a little bit about it last week, is this law, the laws that are in this book, are they made for us or are we made for them? When it comes to Christianity and really any religion, any kind of culture, any kind of community, there are sets of rules. And we have rules that we uh, should follow, rules that we need to follow, rules that we sometimes follow. And what does that look like practically in our life if I say, I want you to live a life lawless? We're not, we're not, we're, we are not worried about the law. We're not always thinking about the rules. Yeah, and when I say that, that is, that is inviting us to live in a very dangerous way. Because when we live outside of the law, or, or, or rather beyond the law, then we now become responsible. Because if you're living within the rules, if you're living within the law, then you're not responsible because you just need to follow the rules. I'm just doing what it says here. But as soon as we go beyond the law, then we become responsible for our actions, our words, what we do, what we say. Now, I'm, I'm, uh, I love, I'm a big sports person. I like to watch sports. I like watching uh, sports. Uh, I am so grateful that the Astros won because that means baseball season is over. A- amen. Everybody said amen to that. Whew. It was a doozer. No, congrats to the Astros. Tip of the hat. Um, and so, okay, so does, ev- does everybody know what volleyball is? Let's just start there. Volleyball, ever heard of it? Okay, okay. You don't need to be a big sports person. I'm going to walk you through what I'm talking about here. So I want to talk you through about a couple of simple rules in volleyball. So if you don't know, if, if you don't know what volleyball is, it's the white ball. Wilson. That's an old reference, but <laughs> it's an Academy Award winner, so you should still watch it. It's a white ball. Two teams on either side of a net. <laughs> this is the bottom shelf. <laughs> you bump, right? And then somebody, anybody? Set, okay. So. That was bad form if you really know how to play volleyball. Bump, set, spike. Now, the, one of the simple rules in volleyball is each team gets three hits. When it's on your side, you only get three hits. If you, if you hit it four times, point goes to the other team. It's a very simple rule. It's black and white. I just explained it to you. Now, next time you watch a volleyball match, you play volleyball, you know you get three hits. And those hits are called, anybody? Bump set spike. Now, you can set it, and you can set it three times. or You can do whatever you want. You get three hits. That is a black and white rule. You only get three hits. But anybody who knows a little bit about volleyball knows, well, that's not always true. You know why it's not always true? 
Because if somebody tries to spike it and the other team jumps up, Texas State Bobcats, they, they jump up. Our girls are incredible, our Texas State volleyball team, if you ever get a chance to go. They jump up and they go to block it and it hits their hands and it's still in play. Well, that hit doesn't count because it was a block. So technically, technically, that's four hits. Now the rule is, the rule is you can't hit it more than three times when it's on your side. But the spirit of that rule means, well, it's not counting a block because block's not really a hit, even though it is. So then, okay, okay, fine, okay, fine. You can hit it four times if that first one is a block. But then you're like, well, how close to the net do you have to be for it to be considered a block? Is it six inches? Is it a foot? Now all of a sudden, volleyball gets very complicated. And it seemed very simple just a moment ago. Now, this is just an easy example, but this is the way that we are as human beings. This is the way we are in our relationships, the way we are in the communities we are a part of. There are rules, there are things we do, things we say, things we don't say. But every now and then, I mean, is that... Was that the spirit of the rule? I mean, yes, you followed the rule, but was that the spirit behind the rule? Was that the heart behind that rule? And that's what I really want to dig in with you today in the short time we have left, is there is the law, the black and white, this is the rule, this is the law, and then beyond the law, what's really going on here, right? What's really going on here? Now, for me, in my mind, we've been talking about the law the past couple of weeks, and it's always easy for me. I go, I talked about it last week, but it's always easy for me to go through, like, traffic laws, okay? I talked about the stoplight, right? Or maybe speeding. Is anybody in trouble with their uh, license because they speed all the time? Okay, a few people. Astros fan, I knew it. Maybe when you were younger, you you were speeding a lot. I did. Now, the law for speeding, let's say, let's say the law for speeding is not so the government or the local police can control you. Maybe, just maybe, the law for speeding is to keep everybody safe on the road. Just take it easy. Let's all get where we're going safely. But I want to talk about beyond the law. I, try, I, I tried to get a clip for y'all uh, today, but I just could not make it happen. Uh, it was from uh, The Office. So I'm going to explain it in brutal detail for you, the clip that I was going to, going to show you. So uh, if you don't watch or have never watched The Office, it's about uh, a manager named Michael Scott and the people around him. And he's kind of a, kind of a goof, not very situ- situationally aware. And there's this, there's this part, there's this one uh, episode, season six, and they have uh, all the salespeople are kind of being uh, a little cocky because they make a lot of money for the company, and so they're saying, well, everybody should do what we need because we're the ones making money for the company, and there's a little bit of an attitude, and Michael wants to shut down the attitude. And corporate gives them a bunch of new leads that's going to create new money, and they say, okay, Michael, here's the new leads. You need to hand them out to the staff. Now, the person on the phone, his name's Gabe, and he says, it's your job to support your staff and hand those leads out. That's what he says. 
It's your job to support the staff and hand those leads out. And Michael Scott says, okay, I will do exactly that. And Gabe says, okay, good. And then Michael says again, exactly that. And Michael says, why, or Gabe says, why do you keep saying it that way? <laughs> and he says, exactly that, and then hangs up. And so Michael does exactly that. He supports his staff and hands out the new leads, but he doesn't hand them out to the salespeople. He hands them out to everybody else. He did exactly that. And I wonder how much of us or how often we in our life, when it comes to our faith, when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to family, when it comes to work, do we have this attitude of, okay, I will do exactly that. If you find yourself doing that at work, chances are you might hate your job. I will do exactly that. I will work exactly 40 hours. I am clocking out at exactly 5 p.m. Now, you're not evil for wanting to work 40 hours and nothing more. You're not evil for wanting to clock out at 5 p.m., but I'm talking about the gray, behind, I'm talking about beyond the law, right? If the attitude behind it is, I will do exactly that, then maybe, just maybe, we're missing out on what life can be like, be like if we live beyond the law. So there's a verse I want to look at today that can kind of maybe, uh, maybe show you what I'm talking about. And it comes from a part of the Bible where it's in the book of Matthew. Now, uh, Matthew is one of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? And the Gospels, that's a, a lot of the accounts of where Jesus was doing things on earth. He was teaching, miracles, healing people, feeding people. And he was doing, uh, doing some teaching here. This comes from a part that's uh, often referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. So it's like a, 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 a couple of chapters worth of him teaching on a lot of things. And he does some teaching about anger. And I always love when I'm reading the Bible and I can see a little glimpse of humanity even thousands of years ago, right? Because it's not like we're more angry now than we ever have been. Jesus himself is addressing anger thousands of years ago. So clearly anger is a problem for us. Anger is an issue for us. But I want to talk about just in this small little verse we're going to read today, how much of the gray, because you think a rule is black and white. I want to I really pay attention to, and I want you to pay attention to, how much gray is introduced into this situation. That could be seemingly black and white. It's either this or that, and how much gray is introduced. So check this out. We're going to be in Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. And I'm going to read verses 21 through 25, I believe, or 24. Now, um, it's a, it's, it's a little bit, and so you, you'll, you'll be able to follow, uh, follow along with me up here. Okay, let's check it out. Matthew 5, 21. You have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. There couldn't be anything more black and white than that. If you kill somebody, you're subject to judgment. If you don't, you're good. And watch immediately. Here comes the gray. Anytime Jesus is going to introduce some gray into your life, he says, but I say. So watch what he says. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, whoops, you're in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. Well, I'm in trouble. 
personally. I don't know your life. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar, go and be reconciled to that person, then come and offer your sacrifice to God. If something's going on between you and someone else, before you even address your offering that you brought to God. I just, I love this. And this is my interpretation, so I'm not saying this is what this says. This is just an opinion. This is how I'm reading it. And I have my own lens and my own trauma and my own upbringing and my own baggage. I'm bringing to everything I do and say, so just make sure you have that in mind. What I see Jesus saying here is, it's not that your offering or your sacrifice and what you're connecting with God is unimportant, but your relationships with the people in your life where there is some strife between you, that needs to be taken care of. That is valuable. That is important. Then you can continue on. It's almost like your faith, your connection with God can't be as whole and complete as if there's this anger between you and somebody else. But I want to go back to the beginning. When Jesus introduced all this gray, Okay, because the law is the law, chiseled in stone, brought down from the mountain, says, you shall not murder. Everybody's like, yeah, we probably weren't going to do that anyway, but okay. And Jesus says, okay, here's the law. Now, what I say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go beyond the law. Because if you murder, you're subject to judgment. But I say... If you're angry with someone, you're subject to judgment. Let me tell you why that's gray. Because there's sometimes where anger is a good thing. There's sometimes where anger serves you. Anger is just an emotion. It's when we allow anger to control us, right? It's when we allow our emotions to control us. That's when we might be a little bit in trouble. But Jesus is saying, here's the law. We're, we're, we're going to live beyond the law. And living beyond the law means even if you curse somebody, call someone an idiot, you're angry at someone, ah, it's getting a little risky there. And I think to myself, okay, well, well how angry can I get before I'm subject to judgment? That's a, that's a gray area. How angry? How long can I be angry? You know what? I think if Jesus would have said, you can be angry for three days, I'd be all, I will do exactly that. Exactly that. Hold on, I'm still angry at you. Give me 30 more minutes. <laughs> How angry can you get? How long can you bring? Okay, okay, I, you can't call him an idiot. Can you call him a moron? Can you call him dumb? I mean, I, I didn't call him an idiot. Exactly that. Exactly that. No, Jesus is not saying here's the new law to live by. He's inviting us, empowering us. I'd say, okay, you know the law, big whoop. Now we're going to live beyond the law. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I have a few things I want you to write down today if you, if you want to. The first one is living by the letter of the law, the exactly that, living by the letter of the law stops us from seeing the heart behind it. We won't be able to see the heart behind the law if we're just worried about, well, what does the law say? What do I have to do? What am I supposed to do? Now, I'm not talking about creating healthy boundaries, because you, you, you got to. Creating healthy boundaries at work and in your relationship, those are vital. Those are important for your health, for the health of people around you. So I'm not saying just live boundaryless. I'm saying live lawless. 
I'm not saying let everybody walk all over you. Create healthy boundaries in your life. But I think if you find yourself thinking or saying, okay, I will do exactly that. I will do exactly what I'm supposed to and nothing more. We're missing the heart behind a rule, a law. Next thing I want you to write down, if you want to. Living beyond the law means that our actions are empowered by the law. Do you see this? Not controlled by the law. The law is not created to control you, although sometimes it could feel like that, sure. But the law, the law that Jesus is talking about here is not created to control you. In fact, last week we talked about the Sabbath, right? And Jesus would do things on the Sabbath, heal people on the Sabbath, and you weren't supposed to do anything. And Jesus said something to the effect of the Sabbath was created for us. We were not made to serve the Sabbath. So it's that same thing as the law was not created to control us. The law empowers us. That's why if you know the law and you choose, I can't do it for you right, and you're not going to be forced to, and you choose to live beyond the law, you are now empowered by that. You are empowered by that rule, not controlled by it. And I'm going to tell you why that's difficult. Living empowered means that you are living in freedom. And freedom is always more difficult than living by rules. And every teenager is like, wrong. (laughs) All I want is freedom. And every parent is like, no, you don't, because that means bills. (laughs) Every now and then, my son, he's in college, and every now and then we'll get a call He moved into an apartment this year, and he's paying for his own rent and all that, and that's his first time. He's like, being an adult is hard. And I'm like, honey, you're almost there. You're so close. What do you got, three bills? Living in freedom requires responsibility. It requires reflection. It requires insight. Living in freedom requires that you address the problems and the relationships around you. Living in freedom means before you dig deep in your faith, Jesus wants us to reflect on the people around us. Is there any anger between me and somebody else? Maybe before you dig deeper into your faith, maybe before you offer your sacrifice, maybe, maybe we can create some reconciliation between us and the person that we have anger with. That's what it's like to live in freedom. You want to know how it's like to live by the rules, the letter of the law, easy peasy? Just step back here and say, all right, I am mad at this person. I'll probably be mad at them the rest of my life but I'm not going to kill him. So you're welcome, God. You followed the law. That is the letter of the law. Well done. 
No one can say that you didn't follow the law, that you didn't follow God's word. But how empowered could your faith be? How empowered could you live in your life if you said, okay, I'm going to challenge myself today. I'm going to challenge myself this week. Now, I know there's some relationships in your life. I mean, whoof, do I know? I know there's some relationships in your life that you can't call them today and be like, Dom told me I need to reconcile today, so let's hash this out. I am not telling you to do that because there's a few people that I am not going to call uh, and say that to. So don't, don't take, I mean, especially this message, don't take what I say and go do exactly that. <laughs> but what, what in your life could be different this week if you said, okay, I, I know the law. The law is to not murder anybody. That's simple. That's black and white. But Jesus has empowered me. Jesus has empowered you to live beyond the law and say, okay, where is there strife, anger, resentment in my life between me and somebody else that I need to forgive, that I need to let go, that I need to maybe, maybe there's an opportunity for a conversation. But did you know you can forgive someone without having a conversation with them? You can forgive someone for wronging you without needing to get them back into your life. Many times those people would say, you forgive me for what? For what you did wrong, and then it starts all over again. That's what living beyond the law can do for your life, for your faith. And I think it's so interesting, so fascinating that Jesus here connects your faith, your connection with God. Because back then, back then, back then okay, 2,000 years ago, your offerings and your sacrifices were tangible ways for you to connect with God. Your offerings and your sacrifices was your way to say that I am doing this for and to connect with God. So Jesus says, before you do your connection with God, before you step further into your faith, I want to challenge you to forgive, to let go, to reconcile. See, this was, this was a radical way to look at people. Because for many thousands of years before, even before Jesus, the way to deal with people that you didn't like was to eliminate them, was to go to war, was to kill, was to get rid of, was to take over. And so Jesus, the hippie that he was, comes in and says, all right, not only are we not going to kill anybody, we're going to reconcile. That's the, kind of, that's the kind of savior we have. That's the kind of God we have, a God who wants reconciliation, not revenge. A God who wants us to forgive, not to hold on to. Because you can live within the law. You can, before you leave, you can Google the Ten Commandments. If I knew them off the top of my head, I'd list them for you, but I don't. You can Google the Ten Commandments and say, okay, I'm going to live by these Ten Commandments, and I will do exactly these things, and no one will be able to blame you for being in the wrong. But 
Can you imagine how much, how, how deeper, how much deeper your faith can grow? How much more your connection with God can grow if you were to say, okay, I'm going to challenge myself just a little bit to live beyond the law, beyond what I'm supposed to do. What would that look like for you? What kind of peace would that bring you in your life, even for a day, even just for this week? What kind of peace would that give you in your life if you were to say, okay, I'm going to forgive this person just for today. If I still want to be angry tomorrow, I'll deal with forgiveness then. Did you know you can do that? Sometimes you can forgive someone just for an hour and try it on. Maybe you've thought forgiveness is either black and white, right? It's either black or white. You either forgive somebody or you don't. Well, let me introduce a little bit of gray for you. I'm going to give you permission today for someone that, you, that has wronged you, that you are rightfully angry with. What would it look like if you were just to forgive that person just for an hour. If you were to say, okay, I still am carrying anger, I still am carrying hurt. But you say, for an hour, for an hour, I'm going to forgive this person. Can you imagine the peace that would come from that? I got some people in my life that I could do that with. And I want peace. I want to dig deeper with God. And so I, I, I tell myself, and I'm not telling you this, I, I might be just talking to myself right now, but if I can step into a little bit of peace and a deeper relationship with God, just by taking ownership, just by empower, being empowered by what Jesus has said, then maybe I can give myself permission to do that for an hour, for a day. Try it on. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your head. Now, I know not everyone in here is holding on to past hurts and past anger. Maybe you are, though. Maybe it's something you've had trouble letting go. I want to challenge you today for an hour, between now and the time you get home, for a week, whatever you need it to be for you, to displace that anger with forgiveness to say, okay, that hurt is there and I don't need that hurt erased, but I do want reconciliation. I do want to be able to dig deeper with God. And if these things are keeping me from a deeper faith and maybe I can forgive today. That's what I want to challenge you with today. If you're willing to take that challenge on the count of three, put your hand up. Let's do it. One, two, three, put your hand up. If you want to take that challenge today. Okay, let's put our hands down. I'm going to pray for us. God, we are so grateful to have a God who is for reconciliation, who is for redemption. God, we thank you for the words of Jesus that, that empower us to live our life, empower us to grow deeper in our faith, empower us to be the people that you are creating us to be. God, I pray that you would be with us as we forgive. You would be with us as we let go. That we wouldn't pretend nothing happened, but we would grow and learn and live our lives in a way that, that brings hope to our future. In a way that brings love to our relationships. And in a way that empowers our faith. We love you, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 
thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.